e-cigs. They're the best e-cig company on the line. And if you give them a holler and put in last week out in the promo code, you get 20% off. So I'm going to ask Anthony to translate what I just said in a more clear and concise voice. So guys, <laughs> if you go to Bud Out e-cigs website and enter the last week out on your purchase, you will get 20% off your entire purchase. Last week out is what you enter there. Oh, not the last week not out, the, just uh, yeah. last week out. Mm-hmm. 20% off hardware, software, energy drinks, whatever you want. <laughs> Literally anything you need. Couple extra chromosomes, you need those. We got those too, <laughs> dude. You get 20% off that mother flipping order, dude. There we go. See, I'm watching my language, guys. <laughs> watching my language, dude. That's again, buttouteesigs.com, promo code last week out. We got some dope music that you heard in the intro. Guess what? That's from DJ Devin Hancock. And you can follow him on Instagram at DJ Devin Hancock. And then we got some dope banners and artwork by the one and only Miss Sissy Art, dude. Follow her at Sissy Art, dude. And we got we got a couple chromosomes in here just hanging out today, dude. Let me tell you something, dude. To, to my left, bro. To my left, dude. Here. Is... Anthony Tatum, dude. Anthony Ashy Tatum, dude. He fucking was scratching himself earlier, dude. I thought it was snowing. It was ridiculous, dude. Then we I'll got, go as deep as you'll let me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will. And then we got we got the infamous Mr. Nips on the ones mm. and twos, dude. Let me tell you Don't something about him. Don't be a bitch. He's got his nipples pierced, dude, because he's crazy as fuck, man. He, he's a he's a cute kid. Let me tell you something, dude. <laughs> and then we got me, Mr. Z. I am fucking Commander Cutie. I fucking steer this ship. I I boost the morale. <laughs> I tell people what to do. And if this ship sinks, dude, best believe. I'm going to be the first one off. <laughs> You're supposed to go down with it, Chad. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know nothing about the high seas, dude. You don't know what it's like to be in a ship that's sinking, dude. Let me tell you that right now. You've been blessed to be in all kinds of sturdy ships, dude, made out of oak. And <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. So you could just, you and your chromosomes can just fucking until I give you the tap to take over, dude. You hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. We got a special guest, dude. Every guest is special because what we're doing here is a special thing and we're going to get vulnerable and we're going to get transparent and we're going to get honest, dude. And you've probably heard this name, dude. And if you haven't fucking heard this name, then you fucking suck. Straight up. Straight up, dude. Tyler Jack, man. He's a CEO, an entrepreneur, and he's one of those guys that walks in the room and you can just tell. First off, He's a little awkward, and that's okay, and that's why I like him, dude, because he's got, I can already tell, he started, he came in, it's the first time I met him, I've known his name, I know who he is, and he started cracking these jokes, and I was like, okay, dude, that was nice, bro, that was real nice, I like you, I like your thoughts and your attitudes already, man, and he's just a cool dude, so I don't know where this podcast is going to take us, but I'm going to slap Anthony on the leg, and he's going to take over. So, first off, uh, thank you for coming, Tyler. Secondly, if you are watching on YouTube and notice that me and Chad are wearing the same clothes as we were last week, it's because we did back-to-back episodes today. <laughs> back-to-back. So, we're not, we didn't wear the same clothes. I changed my hat. Did you really? Yeah. Dude. Just a, hey, just a couple of views from the sis, dude, I'm telling you. They're so, lying. Yeah. So, um, thank you guys for listening. 
Tyler, I, I said thank you for coming. How we normally like to start is for our guests to kind of tell us a little bit about where they come from. So were you born in Arizona? Where were you born? I was, yep. Uh, born and raised here. Lucky enough to be uh, raised in the desert. One time uh, when I was little, I got gifted a cactus. And uh, a week later it died. And I said, damn, I'm less, less nurturing than the desert that I live in. <laughs> so uh, From a young age, very insightful. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really helped uh, a lot of foreshadowing there for like the future of my life. <laughs> Were you uh, born with siblings? Do you have siblings? I do. Um, parents divorced, remarried, got half siblings. Um, a lot younger than me, seven years younger than me, one and so you're 13. the oldest. Oldest, yep. Oh, the, what a plight to carry. Mm, I know. You gotta be the role model. I've <laughs> done a good job at it. No. <laughs> Well, you're doing not, you're doing well now. Not before, yeah. Okay, yeah, so sure. let's get into that. How do you? Uh, how was your schooling days? It was good, man. I was, uh, I don't know, I was kind of like a lot of the other kids. I wouldn't say I was uh, any more particular, um, but yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that chameleon role kind of came out. A lot of uh, foreshadowing there for my, uh, you know, future uh, ailments and illnesses and all that. So, um, well, what do you like to do when you were a kid? Were you like skateboarding? Were you a sports guy? What was it? Skateboarding? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah we skated everywhere. God, we bring a lot oh. of skateboarders in here, man. That might be the trend of alcoholism. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I was a blader, dude. Oh, whatever, dude. <laughs> I was. What do they call them? Like fruit booters oh, yeah, or something? Fruit booters, <laughs> dude. Oh, my God. So yeah, at- that was my same thought. Let me interrupt you real quick because that's important. Uh, yeah, dude, if your kids start skateboarding, just take it away from them because they're going to become heroin addicts. That's just what it is, dude. That's just what it is, dude. All right? Skateboarding. Heroin addiction, it's not simple a transition. Outlet. It's not a healthy outlet. So uh, you grew up skateboarding. No, um, how do you do in school though? Like, were you a good student? Yeah, fairly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was not challenged enough in school. So it led to a lot of boredom and a lot of idle hands. And what's that saying? Like the devil's play toy, idle hands are. So um, I just kind of found my thing, you know, skateboarding worked really well for a while and then I had an injury and things kind of started from there, you know, this roller coaster of being hooked into this pharmaceutical game that everyone gets kind of pushed upon them willingly oh, wow. or not willingly. So, so yeah. that was the first, were you smoking weed as a skateboarder? I was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so there was a like little bit of drug tendency, but then you hurt yourself, you get put on uh, opiates probably mm-hmm. and then bam. Yep. In high school? Uh, into middle school? In a middle school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's young, dude. Yeah. Okay, so how does high school go after that? <laughs> uh, less than ideal, I would say. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, my headphones are really loud. So, um, my high school days was it was a little weird because I missed like part of eighth grade, so it was like really kind of strange to come back into the scene after all that and and have that absence. Um. And then uh, starting back into it, it's kind of like something happened to me that no, that I felt like people couldn't really relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was weird, and it kind of progressed from there because um, when I went through this this experience, I, I just don't think that there was like a lot of education around that, right? So you missed part of eighth grade because of an injury? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What what tell us about the injury a little bit? What happened? Uh, I was it was stupid. I was riding this little like go pet or something like that and hit the brakes and flew forward and arm bent backwards and just broke in a ton of positions and yeah i think i saw that on ridiculousness (laughs) 
<laughs> probably yeah i didn't quite get the scorpion you know going on but it was close um but i don't know it was, it was weird from that point i kind of just I, I tried to brush everything off i was always like ah, no, i don't want the attention i don't want the attention get off me like i'm fine things are cool it's just a sprain it's like fucking in half yeah, like, yeah, yeah. busted over bones protruding chromosomes leaking out yeah all over the place so many chromosomes <laughs> it's gonna be really weird for anybody listening to this because they don't know the like the back side of that so you'll have to explain that at some point <laughs> yeah we'll have to explain it later on yeah. i don't even remember all i know is i said two chromosomes hanging out the corner still yeah, yeah. That's it. Anyway, so uh, you get back. You're in high school. You're you're not doing very well. Do you end up finishing? Uh, no. So I go all the way through it. I end up some credit shorts, not or some some credit short, and not finishing and not being able to graduate with them. So um, I don't know. It it was really that was a weird time in my life because it was it was uh, a lot of a lot of gray. You know, there was no black and white. It wasn't one thing or the other. It was just kind of like, okay, well, this is it now. So here you go, figure it out. Well, what would you do after that? Worked a bunch of temporary jobs. Like and... what? <laughs> this, Tell this us is, about some. This of is these. the humbling part, right? Yeah. Um, so one of them was uh, I did uh, maintenance at Walmart. What yeah. like oh, just fixing? Man, the, that's no, good. no cleaning. Yeah. Bathroom? So not even like All cashiering or no, oh, no. no that was dude. great yeah how long do you do that for like a year wow <laughs> that shows yeah. that you have resiliency i guess so and yeah perseverance i think i started smoking because that was like how i could get a break cigarettes <laughs> yeah, yeah you like, adopted that yeah. we so, only let smokers have breaks i'm like how often fine. how often did you have to clean up feces in an aisle oh jesus and was that a often. thing? Actually, that was never a thing. So that's probably okay. recently something that people do. I think the people that, no, no, forgive me, I don't know if Walmart's a paid sponsor or not, and if it's a plug. Uh, not yet, not yet. but we're <laughs> open to it at Walmart. We're in discussions with Target, so it's okay. okay. All right, fair enough. So free, freedom to speak clearly, uh, freely here. Um, so I think that's just like a recent thing, and people are just getting grosser and grosser that go there. So we're so what you're saying what you're telling me is at one point Walmart really was the neighborhood market and it wasn't a bad place to go. <laughs> I didn't I didn't go that far. <laughs> so we're in the middle. We're right. in the middle somewhere. Right. I feel like it didn't used to be that bad, but I was also probably viewing it from a skewed vision. I'm right? pretty sure Through there's the people living inside the Walmart on 19th Avenue and Bethany Home that have been living there for years. I've got a whole conspiracy theory about it, dude. Which aisle, dude? <laughs> I just made that up. Actually. Oh, you don't have a conspiracy. So you, about it. Yeah, that's four dude, now. you confronted that's four, me. Yeah. That's the fourth time I've told the truth today. No, no, no. Quite, quite the opposite. <laughs> so after Walmart, Tyler. So are you, yeah. um, are you still using opiates at this time? Uh, yeah. So there was there was usage all through that, uh, okay. speckled throughout that. Sometimes more, sometimes less. It got more intense, less intense. Um, I think it really just varied on how prosperous I was at that, that given time, considering that it was very expensive and how much of a double life I could truly afford to live. Uh, because it was it was one extreme to the other. You know, I gave off this this persona, and I would always wear uh, you know nice clothes and whatever, and and seem like I had everything together. And then on the polar opposite side, I was stealing people's stuff and helping them look for it and. No kidding. I could, so. so even in your like, uh, you'd say sordid past, you know, you were still putting off the energy or the perception that you were pretty okay. Yeah, until it couldn't 
Until I couldn't anymore. Until I couldn't get to that level anymore. I worked at Walmart too, much. actually. Did the you? one on North Site and the 101. Shut up, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I did. I did. Just and like you were adopted <laughs> too, dude? Yep, I was. Oh, my God. I remember I used to have this hustle where a friend would come in and buy uh, a paintball gun and paintballs. And he would just pay for the paintballs. And I'd, ru- and I'd run the paintball gun in front of the demagnetizer. And then he'd just walk out for 10 bucks with like a $150 paintball gun. <laughs> What a hustle. Walmart, I'm so sorry if you're listening to this. Don't let that be a representation of what we stand behind. We can still work together, please. Everything David just said was a lie. So you are holding up this perception. You said that perception, and you said it eventually crumbled. Let's kind of get to that, because I think that a bulk of what we're going to talk about here is going to be sort of where you are now and your mentality and, and things of that sort, because that's kind of what we had talked about before. Yeah. Um, so how did that transition into what you're doing now start? I imagine it, it started not long after the perception of you doing well crumbled. So. Right, right. Yeah, there was that, and then there was uh, yeah, some big events that had happened over there. You know, I died a couple times, so that's usually pretty uh, What do you mean? Awakening, <laughs> like an overdose. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Overdose situation happened, and uh, you know, it was. Uh, I think that really tells the the, the true tale of addiction, right? Because I went and checked out of the ICU with a loaded syringe in my in my sock, and nobody found it, and and checked myself out, and they advised me highly not to, but um, did that and left. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I joke around today, like, nothing, luckily nothing's wrong with me physically, other than all the brain cells I lost from. <laughs> From dying that one time and casually say it and people are like oh my oh my god R.I.P. to the chromosomes dude <laughs> yeah you let a couple of them go <laughs> yeah that yeah, was could have been full circle dude so <laughs> for you um, you overdosed you left and yeah. you kept getting high yeah kept going kept going there were I don't think that there was like a repercussion that was great enough for that to happen got a part you know I got to be very uh, friendly with with uh, the past sheriff now that we used to have uh, oh yeah. <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, friendly Joe. Um, got used to his system, got used to the hospital system, got used to, you know, just all of that, you know, yeah. just on the run, doing whatever. And I, I think what it was was, I don't think that there was a lot of guidance there. Um, and my my family's great, you know, they're, they're phenomenal. They tried to raise the best son that they could. They were there, you know, all through that and tried to do everything that they, that they could do. But I needed to find those things on my own. So this is actually a really cool thing that you're saying. Not a lot of our guests. So we've had quite a few guests that are in recovery, mm-hmm. seemingly because I'll, we've heard a lot of their stories round and about the city and, and the things that they've gone through. But this isn't a recovery aimed podcast per se. We have right. people who aren't on, but a lot of them do talk about childhood traumas or broken and sorted families and things like that. But you're kind of saying your family was pretty supportive. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, do you why are you an alcoholic then essentially you know what i mean like in your mind you have to have thought about that in comparison to what some of the stories you have heard yeah i mean what a loaded question you know why are you the way that you are yeah why are you the way you are man (laughs) um i think that has a lot to do with essence but i'll carry into that later but um you know, you could be a product of your environment too. I think it's more than just a genetic thing. You know, it's more than just being pre-programmed to be a certain way. People develop and they grow as they go along. You know, otherwise there wouldn't be people that can learn new languages later in life. 
you know, your body replaces its cells entirely from your brain cells to your toenails every five years. So really the only thing that I remember now from, or the only feelings I have left over from ever using or having a drink or anything like that are purely out of memory. Right. Yet still the phenomenon of craving happens. Yet still people drop back into it all the time. Um, so why is that? You know, I, I think it has a lot to do with influence and preventative maintenance. You know, I, I want to grow to to a certain way, and and you kind of get liver. You know, you get tired of living a certain way. Um, so parents supportive, nothing that could happen. Um, in terms of their eyes, they did a good job, and they did. They did a phenomenal job, probably overly supportive. Um, but something was twisted. You know, something sick and twisted up there. I c- I couldn't tell you what it was, but it was it was kind of like. I need to rebel and do this thing and get this out of my system so I can feel a certain way and be the identity of who I think I am and my essence in this yeah. fucking, you know what I mean? Like just this absurd thinking type of thing that on the, on the other end of the spectrum would be completely, you know, acceptable of like, oh yeah, my essence is to be a good person and to go to church every day and water my lawn and say hello to my neighbors. But in, in this side, it's like, oh yeah, I want to go there and tote guns and sell drugs and run with the hard hardened criminals and whatever and, and and it and it continues to spiral it's that compounding effect yeah. you know of all that of being in that environment is it just hits again and again and again and this thing stops being as much taboo yeah. um do you carry that ideology into the way you live even today like you're basically saying you can be perpetuated by those things so for you do you surround yourself with things that are pushing you in a direction that you want to go in today yeah 100 percent. yeah, yeah. I, I think that's so important you know i uh <laughs> i told david this this analogy uh that i heard somewhere one time and it's like Man, people that have negative thinking are like, it's like your best friend comes over to your house and takes a bag of trash and just flings it all over the room. <laughs> and so like, but I truly have to believe that to some degree, you know, I, I think, and I think I relate with those extremes a lot more because that's uh, what I feel like my life used to be is it was either really well put together or really falling apart. Um, so when I hear that extreme message, it helps me relate that a lot to my own life. And, and I can pick the, the truth out of that that I see. So I think that like surrounding myself with people that are doing more than me is huge. I mean, that's hugely important. How do more, I expect to grow? More of what? Uh, more in any way. I mean, more in tune with their spirituality. They're nicer than me. They give back more than me. They're more successful than me in a financial aspect. They're more prosperous and, you know, I mean, they got a family and kids and all that shit. And like, I look at that and I'm like, cool, those are things to aspire to. Right. Um, so I want to be around people like that. And it might not always be that one person has all of these traits and is this god of a fucking being but you know each person i can i can peel something a little a little away from you know and 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 take that and see how they interact and um you know i heard i heard someone uh sharing their story uh last weekend and it was it just it, it reminded me so much of where i came from and that i don't need to be just like on top of it jumping down people's throats on it like chill back let it let it exist let someone have their experience you know let it let it feel out but let them know that you're there mm-hmm. um and and to me that's really cool and i think that was the important part of this whole story of mine was that i needed to have the, that experience no one could tell me that in like a summary of like here's a three-page pamphlet of what's going to happen in your life if you stay down this road i'm like okay like fuck off I need to experience that to my for myself so I know it to be true because it's not about this destination that I'm trying to be on of like 
you know, to get this retired guy at 65 living on hopefully social security. Um, it's more so like this journey along the path of to have all these experiences and live through that uh-huh. and to be able to seize every day like it is the most important given gift to me ever. Well, and, and this transition, you, you left the hospital with a loaded syringe yeah. and you kept going. When did we get better? Because <laughs> you're here now, you know, how did you get better? My mind, Check his my socks. Mind is, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, guys, I guess I got some secrets. Um, Couple chromosomes down there? Yeah, you know what? Um, so get better is such a loaded question. Well, I think... For most of us that are in recovery, we would say the beginning of it started with, because for me, there was no big growth that could happen before I eradicated the problem of alcoholism. Yeah. And like the problem of alcoholism, literally once that was gone, everything else became able to be nurtured, right? And so for you, was that the same experience that you had? Did you eradicate alcoholism and then start to adopt this stuff where it's like surrounding myself with good people or did it happen in like the opposite of that? Like how yeah. did you get better? It was it was completely like that, you okay. know, to to remove the inebriation and the numbness of all those things. I mean, and it could be whatever. I mean, we're we could just we could be talking more about alcoholism and drug addiction here. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. It could be anybody's vice of whatever it is that they have. Um, but it was removing that to be level-headed enough to hear a message. Okay. And and at that point, it was it was timing and approach, you know, and that was the only two things that someone had to get perfect in my life. Um, and, and I was fortunate enough where someone did and I was able to hear something, you know, to have that brick wall torn down just enough to be able to get this message across it of like, hey, there's hope. <laughs> okay, yeah, tight. What are you talking about? Like, um, Did you, you say know, dope? <laughs> yeah, I heard dope. Where? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that was really neat to me um, and instrumental in my stuff. But it was also like, I think people were just very honest with me from a, from a, very early stage and so I become that with people and I started to realize I'm very blunt sometimes where I'll just say it and like hey you should stop doing that you're kind of a shitty person because of it and they're like whoa Whoa. dude I don't know you like that um but it was it was people that 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 sat down they're like you know hey I I have uh if you really want to do this I got 20 bucks in one hand and I I got uh you know an opportunity of reading a book with you to and potentially stay sober in another one um and better your life uh I can tell you one thing, pick whichever one you want, just don't waste my time, because I could be helping somebody else. And it was a very clear message. There was there was no babying behind that. There was no like, you can do better, I swear, you're a good person, there's hope. It was just like, hey, so we're here, you're here, you know, you want this or not? So are you a seat warmer, or are you gonna get to work? Right. Um, and that's kind of what it's been throughout my life. It's just like, are, are, you, a, are you a placeholder? And, and keeping it warm for someone else to, to come in for the rotation? Or are you going to be instrumental in change? Right. How old were you? When I, uh, when I came in? Yeah. 20. 20? Yeah. Mm. Wow, man. Mm-hmm. Not even a legal drink. I know. That's nuts. Yeah. My buddy, that's how Chad, Jake, mm-hmm. uh, all the same. That's nuts, mm-hmm. man. That's beautiful. So you get well, then yeah. what happens? <laughs> realize that everything else is still difficult okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah <laughs> there's there's so much to accomplish from that point now it's like okay cool um i have this huge ailment not necessarily off my shoulders but at least out of the forefront of my view um as much 
and there's still maintenance that has to be done there but of course that's a continuing thing um so now i'm 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 left kind of abandoned i feel like i'm this empty shell of this thing you know if you think of like a progress bar think of like one percent i'm like cool now you can start it's like fuck. Yeah. okay great we're at the starting point shit i just ran a fucking marathon you know like um so being at that starting point it was it was a really good foundation for change you know it was like abandon all the things that you think you know and and like whoa what <laughs> okay op- open your mind up and be willing to have any experience possible do what we do and you'll have what we have um and it was like that and it was the same story for every single thing it wasn't just in you know in the rooms or it wasn't just in one way or another it was the same thing in business it was the same thing in relationships and you know it was the same thing of like i just had to do one thing and that was i needed to be committed i needed to commit 100 percent first and i need to figure it out afterwards i mean are you gonna do this yes i'm gonna do it i'll be there like, dude, I don't have a car. <laughs> but I'm going to find a way to get there because I said I was going to do it. Um, and when I made that promise, integrity for me was such a thing that I never had mm-hmm. in the past. So that was the most important thing to me. And that became number one on my list. Is like, I'm going to be a man of integrity. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the things I say I'm going to do. And I'm going to show up when I say I'm going to show up. Um, and if I don't, then I have to make it right. Um, and I'm not perfect at that. A lot of times I'll have to make things right. But... Um, I think it was the effort in that is is being committed, you know, it, it, and that's like everything that I have in my life. Like I was so committed to the, putting on these pants this morning. You have no idea. I was just like, dude, I am not going to be naked today. Hey, dude, let me tell you something, dude. Those pants fit you nice. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. A little stretchy too, yeah. but it was it was the same way with everything. You know, it was the same way with all aspects of my life. I, you know, I mentioned that um, before to you guys with my with my relationship. You know, I you know I got to utterly commit to that. Like, there is no option with that. Like, this is the person I am going to be with. Right. That is, like, that's my future. Um, And utterly sell myself and uh, also, you know, my partner in that. I'm just like, your life is better with me than without me. And here's why. Well, this, I don't know why, Tyler, but when you're talking to me, you strike me as a person that you, this is like embarrassing embedded into your soul like I feel like relieving your alcoholism and I could be totally wrong but relieving your alcoholism you had some really good training in your life because like you strike me as a person who's incredibly determined like just the way you talk and the way you think like you'll freak some people out like if you convinced me to go to the gym with you I'd be like this motherfucker's gonna call me every day about this because that and that's just who you are Right. And so when you got recovered from AA, you feel like you took that tenacity into most areas of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen it cause you pain? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No, where? You, could, you could utterly be committed to something into failure. Yeah. You know, and that's hard. That's really hard because, like, there will be stuff that doesn't work out and it doesn't align with my expectation. And I think that's the that's that driving force is like I had this expectation for a certain way to work out. And, and I'm just going to, I'm going to be frank here. Like, Anyone that says that they don't, I have no expectations. I'm like, okay, so you, you probably haven't gotten out of bed ever. <laughs> like, uh, you have to have some sort of expectation. Like, I expect I'm not going to die today. That's why I'm planning for my future. Um, some sort of I am not going to be naked today. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a good draw. Yeah, you should, you should save that one. Well, we will. a lot of them. Um, <laughs> but... Um, Dude, it, 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 it falls into into everything, you know, that utterly being committed. Um, it, it's weird. 
It's been problematic though at certain times. Yeah. Well, and yeah. so here's what we got to do. We're at 28 minutes. Yeah. We, get the we, fire extinguisher out, dude, because this guy is on fire, <laughs> dude. So we're gonna take a quick break. Okay. Um, we'll be right back and we'll pick up where we left off as far as where you've seen uh, your mentality kind of working for you, maybe where it hasn't. So I think that'll be great for our listeners. Yeah, yeah, and stay hydrated out there. I'm about to pee for the fifth time today, mm-hmm. so that's a sign of good hydration. Love it's y'all. Summer. Good evening, my friends. It's Commander Cutie, Mr. Chudsy Wubsy from the Last Week Out podcast, and we've got some exciting news for y'all. Over here at the Last Week Out podcast, we are produced by Slack Media LLC, and they have a special promotion going on right now. If you are a two-legged homo sapien or a millennial who just had a meaningful conversation and have the urge to put it on the internet, we're just the people for the job. We record, edit, and update and post fuck update and post what the fuck is update why did i say update you can update stuff i guess you can update stuff listen dude you want to fucking do a podcast guess what we're the ones that can do it for you we can edit mix master and produce the whole thing and we can help you figure out do you know what an rss feed is because i sure did it when i started this but because of slack media now i do so if you have a podcast and you want to get it started and you want to skip all the difficult stuff Go ahead and email slackmediallc at gmail and or you can and or fuck god damn it dude and or and or 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 you can slide in our DMs at the last week out on Instagram. Get on in there. Love you bye. Now that time, <laughs> that time, you son of a biscuit-eating bulldog, dude. I, like I to not swear dude, there, dude. I cannot believe you, dude. You, you're like, oh, don't turn you up, but you just turned it up right now as I was talking, dude. You're trying to box me out, man. I'm not gonna live within the confines of your mustache, dude. All right, so get me out of there, man, dude. All right, we got the fire extinguisher. We cooled down our guest a little bit, dude, because he was spitting hot fire, man. And he was just coming out. His face was turning red, dude. I was just like, oh, man, dude, it's getting hot in here, dude. I'll tell you what, dude. So I have no idea where we were, but I'm going to have Anthony take the wheel once again because he is the Mm co-pilot, not the pilot. But if Chad has a heart attack or anything like that, I can fly this plane. Don't worry. That is true. And I might just have one. You never know. So we left off. You were talking about your commitment. And you were talking about how you take – you're kind of all in. Like that's just sort of your mentality. And we were talking about how um, that's an endearing quality. I, at least when I meet people that are like that, because I am risk adverse, I think would be the way to say it. I, I don't have a huge aversion, but I always take it into consideration. But you strike me as the type of person that you probably make good decisions, but you are going to stand behind them. Am I right in that or meh? 
Yeah, I mean, risk has a lot to do with it, right? Because uh, you could play it safe all your life and work a nine to five and be okay and have to do it for you and your family and all of that. And I think that was one of the things I left behind a long time ago. Um, simply because I, I, I mean, my, I mean, no disrespect to them at all. They, they're just doing what they know. But my parents were that were that way. My grandparents were that way, and it was that repeating cycle again and again, um, where I knew I had to do something different. And that the bold get rewarded or punished really hard, <laughs> but yeah. but I was willing to take I was willing to take that gamble because it was it was uh you know my funeral if if when I die I want someone to say man he really wasn't good at a lot but he was determined <laughs> like yeah. he really willed himself and everything that he did didn't he um, and and just to have that you know just to believe wholeheartedly in it and I think that's how you get better at stuff you know like. I'm not good at speaking into a microphone, but I'm getting better as I go because right. I'm not averting this risk, you know? Um, well, and but the dichotomy that you're saying, everyone would want to agree with it, you know? You meet people in your life who are just kind of like, well, it's family first, man, it's family first. And then they just do like shitty things constantly. And you're like, oh, I don't know if you believe in that. And then when you're saying like, you know, the whole nine to five gig, or, or what did you say? You said you can work nine to five and you can do that. And I meet a lot of people, especially uh, at least my generation, where we're like, yeah, you don't want to get bogged down with that. And and things are changing, you know, with the internet and the opportunities that people have to work from home and do sort of stuff like um, a little bit differently. I hear you, but I genuinely believe that you're a guy that has created a path for himself. You're not just saying like, yeah, I'm not about that nine to five. And then you go to work um, and you're stuck in some sort of dogmatic cycle. You know, and so for you, where do you think that mindset was instilled, or do you think you're just that's just who you are? You know, because for me, I don't think I can listen to you talk and then today be like, you know, I think I'm gonna quit my fucking job and just <laughs> dive into this whole thing. Like, I feel like you have something different than me. Do you believe that or no? No, no, I, I badass dude. I think we have the same thing in a lot of us. You okay. know, I, I think being determined can be one thing or another. You just had a kid, right? Mm. Close, 10 weeks out. Okay, okay, cool. So you're utterly committed to your your wife and this future child, right? Different areas. Yeah, so so this thing can be applied in a lot of different ways, and I think it's really where you apply it. Like, you know, and, and, and that's the difference maker with a lot of people is how much am I willing to put at stake, you know? And for you, I mean, that would be your bachelor lifestyle. I mean, shit, that's having a wife Holy at first, shit, you know what I mean? look but, at this guy, dude. So you're going to quit your job tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, what? You show me a check for $700,000, I'll quit my job right now and work for you, dude. Right, right. so it, it, Don't be a I bitch. Needed, <laughs> I, needed that, I needed that proof, though. I, need, I mean, I needed to see it, you know? I needed to see people that were being successful. I'm like, cool, you do what you do, prove it. Like, I should be able to tell that you do what you do mm-hmm. and that you believe in you and that you believe in this and are so utterly convinced that, that there is not a doubt in your mind that this is what you're going to do. Right. Um, and I think that's that's people making up their essence, right? And I think that's a very controversial topic because you can get way into philosophy on this type of thing. Um, but it's kind of like the defining feature of a knife is not the handle. The defining feature is the blade. Otherwise, it'd just be a stick. So it's like finding people's essence. I think that's that's kind of what what drives me. You know, it wasn't like yes, I want to, I want to own a construction company. Like right when I, you know, when I was a kid, that wasn't what I wanted to do. But what I wanted to do was make a difference in people's lives, mm-hmm. and and by one way or another, 
you know, and, and another thing I wanted to do was to try to be influential in a space. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing too, is that I want people to think about me when they think about something, when they think about X. So for you, it might be when someone thinks of an awesome dad, they better think of Anthony. Right. Like, cause I'm going to be that guy, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be all the sporting events. I'm going to be on the sideline cheering him on. I'm going to be the coach of the team. Right. You know, like, that's the guy you're going to be. So I think that was the guy that I wanted to be in my life was, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be the giver, you know, I wanted to be the person that, that was able to, uh, open the door when someone didn't have a place to go. You know, I wanted to be the guy that, that provided the opportunity if, if I could, you know, and I think that was the most important piece where it was like, find the one thing and figure the rest out later on how you do it. It was like, let's let's worry about the essentials and doing the right good humanly thing first and if i do that and it's of of you know the the best part of my heart and my belief in my being then the rest will follow um so everything so else is secondary for me i think when i'm listening to you you're you're dead on the head right and and what you're saying is a hundred percent right in some of my areas of life like there's some things that and I think that intuitively, I commit to the things that I'm I'm kind of good at. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think being a good dad is going to be a, a long stretch for me. But, and I think I'm going to put a lot of energy into it. Um, and then there's some other areas, you know, that I feel like I can dive into. And so I'm kind of trying to bridge it for somebody listening who's, you know, wants what you're talking about. You know, because for me, starting a business has come really rigidly for me. It hasn't been easy and it's hard for me to stay in the mindset and keeping the passion of doing it constantly. And so for you, where's this human frailty? Where are your human frailties at? Are you, do you wake up some days and be like, man, I'm putting all this energy into this area. I'm so committed to it. Am I doing the right thing? So I don't know if you've ever seen that picture of like the dude that's mining and he's like digging a tunnel and there's like a bunch of gold and he gives up when it's like a sliver left, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that type of thing. Like I think like that is every part of my life where it's like, man, it's just on the other side. You know, it's just, I just got to be a little bit more determined and hit it from a different way, you know, and it's, it's kind of like here is the object or here's the thing to accomplish and you know i try to hit it from this side and if that doesn't work that doesn't mean like well it's unaccomplishable it's like dude try another angle Mm -hmm. like maybe it's it's compromised more on this side maybe i can get in this way um and i think that has a lot to do with an obsessive nature you know and things um and probably has a lot to do with my early my, my early upbringing and childhood and everything too um so that's been a constant across right um but I just, I just feel like I hear these stories all the time of like, man, the light bulb was not invented on the first try. He failed so many times. So it was that thing of like learning to like failure, you know? And that's fucking hard, right? Because yeah. that's a difficult thing to like. But it was like learning to like defeat because defeat prompts challenge. And when challenge is, is presented, the opportunity to break through that defines the character of the being. You know what we're doing here, boys? This is what's happening right now. I want you guys to know this. Is that we're sitting down with a person who is going to put into understanding the reason why we're not the CEO or the boss of anything. Because there's people on this earth like Tyler Jack who's just out here just crushing it day in and day out. Like when I wake up 
and I just play video games one day and just I'm like, fuck this. I'm not doing it. Tyler Jack is at the gym still and he's grinding and he's swinging the pickaxe, mining the gold. You know what I mean? Like that, it's a mind state that you have that I don't think, like you said, it's in me. And I think though you have it in certain areas that I don't think I could have it, man. But maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I need to find the job that I am passionate about. And I know we were talking about that before was like, you know, is, you know, you were trying to convince me I could sell or find the passion, you know, and, and those sort of things. And for you, you know, do you think that if you weren't running a construction business, if you were running an ice cream company, you think you'd do it with the same tenacity? Be the best ice cream you ever bought. So, whoa, 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 whoa. But would there be vegan options? 100%. <laughs> Who cares? Why would you stop me for that? Because you stop me for dumb shit all the time. <laughs> I'm just going to turn down your mic, dude. Don't, don't, don't tempt me. Uh, no, what? so what I wanted to ask is that, so that begs for me the question is, do you have the fear that it will, you'll never be satiated? You'll never be satisfied, and it's always the next day is going to be better, Damn. this type of thing. And it's like, do you have the fear that you can't just be satisfied with where you're at? Mm. So I've got a lot of fears, right? And I feel like fear is an instinctual thing, right? Like we are instilled with fear, so that way we can identify a threat looming in the bushes when we're trying to collect berries so we don't die, right? Like, <laughs> So that's fear. Like, Let me explain what fear is in my life. That's my comprehension of that. It's a safety mechanism to can, can, you know keep me perpetuating forward. Um, it's an ego at play. So, <clears throat> yes, I mean, there. I think there is a little bit of something there with like, I'm worried I'm never going to be satisfied about something. But it's also like, I'm not worried about that because being satisfied to me is the placeholder. Is um, there is there is always more to accomplish and more to do, and that might not look the same in every category. You know, like for me today, you know, my my accomplishment might be to you know create a stronger bond with my mother and that's like oh that would be really cool to continually work on and then like it, it's kind of like that spinning plate idea you know where you keep this bunch of spinning plates on a bunch of little uh you know posts and try to you know keep them all going at the same time it's like something with that balance idea is going to fail at some point and that's okay um, I are, can. Are there going to be vegan options on these plates? <laughs> Only vegan options. <laughs> what are you? Are you a vegetarian? Are you a vegan? That's what's there. Um, so it, 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 it brings it into a balanced lifestyle. But I, I think you guys are 100% right. I mean, it is the mindset because that wasn't always there. Like the determination was there. Like, yes, I want to do something great, but it's just out of reach. Um, and I think coming to terms with like, there are certain things I need to do to get there. And let me identify what those are. Yeah. And to me, that was like, first off, number one, the thing I had to do and the thing that has kept me moving forward like no other thing. And it's the thing that pisses me off because it's the thing my father said to me all the time was like the early bird gets the worm concept. It's like, I like doing more, bef like more before you woke up than you will do before lunch. Like that is like my thing I enjoy. Because the world is peaceful, things are quiet. I can get ahead. So I've I've been meeting you Wednesday, Thursday mornings, and I I've been adapting that slowly, not so much painfully, but like those days I meet you, I'm up at four thirty, mm -hmm. and I and I go outside, I water the plants, and I'm and I'm getting ready, and I give myself plenty of time to get there and stuff, and I and, and I do notice that I feel more accomplished. 
Yeah, Chad's, sure. Chad's the disciplined one of the group for sure. Not all the time, dude. Not all well. The time. In waking up, Chad has always been, and so. We, but the, the stuff you're talking about, man. Like when I'm listening to you, you know, I I think in my mind that you have found a lot of purpose, you know, and I because that's the only thing I can generalize to what makes you what separates us, you know, like the early bird gets the worm. I remember it was like. There was another idiom. It was like the first mouse gets the trap and the second one gets the cheese. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to use that idiom in my life. But, um, <laughs> so, Damn, but that was fucking good. Dude. I've never heard <laughs> yeah, that. Dude. So, uh, but is it vegan cheese? <laughs> yeah, it's a vegan option, yeah. dude, for that. Double extra chromosomes but and cheese. Yeah. For you, like, because when I can get, when I get passionate about something, the way you're talking about being passionate about it, mm-hmm. It has to correlate to a level of fulfillment that I get from it. Okay. You know, whether it's whatever it is, you know, whether it was my bad behaviors back in the past or even today, it's like I get passionate when um, I genuinely believe that it's serving like a big purpose. And so for you, you said that the person you wanted to be was the giver. Right. Is that is that what's pushing you today is like you want to be it's not for money. It's not for what is it? Yeah, yeah, it's for opportunity. It's for influence. I think that is that's the big thing, right? Because it, I feel like my mind went through those progressive stages. At first, it was like I want to be, you know, I want to be, I just want to be liked, you know, mm-hmm. I want to be, want to be the dude that runs with the group. And then it was like, cool, I want to be the reason people meet. And then it was like, cool, like I want to be the guy with the money, <coughs> and like so on and so forth. And like I want to be, I want to own this stuff. And then it's like the sphere of influence. You know, and I think that's the that's the big thing is like how can I influence more people to get out of the mindset of saying that they can't. Um, and also, I think it's also industry specific for me on on the, the reasons why I want to do the things that I do um, in terms of like standing up for what's right and what I believe in and and truly being able to help people and mm-hmm. stop watching you know the little guy get crushed by the by the big companies you know and 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 that's a that's a thing that kind of keeps me driving in terms of at work um but it was also with that with that like sphere of influence it was attracting a lot of minds you know you find that a lot of good shit tends to come in that direction when you you know attract positive things and positive behavior and positive you know people and and provide a lot of opportunities and it's kind of like if you set the table for a bunch of people standing in a room, they're eventually probably going to come and eat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that that type of thing is like, check this out. Like there, there's 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 a bunch of fruit over here, um, and that's what's important to me now is because I realize how how much uh, that has that comes in play here, and that is like a few people can bring a lot of opportunity to a lot of people. Um, but, and, and these things are never ending. These resources are not finite. So like there, I mean, there's no, there's no lack of like, let's say for example, money, like there's no lack of money. They print it all the time. Like you want some more money? Cool. Yeah. We just printed 6 trillion. Perfect. Here, here's some more, here's some more. But I think that it's common to have a mindset that there is a limited number of that. And there's only so much that I can attain. There's only so much that I can get. And there's only so much that's reasonable and everything else is excess. But I don't think it's that way. I, I, you know, I, there's only so much food. There's only so much water. There's only so much oil. Like, 
That one might be a little bit yeah. more. True, <laughs> that's a little bit more true. But no, I know what you're saying. But like energy, I, I guess you could say in terms of that. Like, no, dude, we can we can make more. Like, if enough of us get together and are strong-willed enough and determined on this, and we stick to our guns and we help one another, we can get there. Yeah. And that's the whole point. I didn't do it alone. You know, I did it with a lot of fucking people around me. Where I'm like, eh, I'm clueless with this. What do I do? And they're like, you know, some of them would would give me their advice, and some of it would be bad advice. You know, some of it would be like save your money and plan for a rainy day and buy a house and whatever and settle down and stop being so wild and crazy and taking all these risks all the time and you just need to find yourself a nice girl and you know like the things that's kept me suppressed well and it's it's that idea of like don't be in save a nickel mode be in make a dollar mode right right yeah. yeah don't skip over it you know trying to uh don't skip over a dollar trying to collect the penny uh type of thing and i think that applies for a lot of stuff it is is I think having that insatiable feeling inside strives you to do more and, and, it, and it you know is able to bring more to the people that you care about. It's one thing if you're a greedy bastard and <laughs> you want more so you can hold it all and so you have a nice you know lockbox when you die. Yeah, um, you have a sick coffin. <laughs> you have the best coffin that anyone's ever seen <laughs> yeah. and the most proper service ever. Um, but like, what does that matter? You know, what does that matter if you don't give it to people? Like I couldn't get anywhere that I am today without people helping me. I couldn't, you know, my business couldn't be where it is without employees. Well, and I, what I hear you, you touch on some like sociological perspectives. Like you're saying, like you're not bogged down by some of the pressures of, you know, settle down or do this, which I think is amazing by the way. Like that's awesome. Like you're taking these risks and you're doing these things. Do you feel like there's ever a chance, because I think for a person like me, sorry, I'm backpedaling a little bit, but I think for a person like me, when I meet a person that is as driven as you are, I have to, in my mind, be like, well, this guy's missing what I got over here also. You know what I mean? Like just to make myself feel better. I'm like, well, (laughs) maybe I've got the right dichotomy actually. And this guy doesn't. Do you feel like you may be missing the boat ever? Do you ever second guess yourself about what you're doing? Let me answer the first question. First. Okay. Um, Cause I, you asked too. And that was uh, the first one is maybe this guy wants something, what I have and I'm running this the right way and he's fucking up. And you know, like, and I think you're a hundred percent accurate. There are things that I will miss out on. Like, yeah, like I, I you have to want it. You know, you, whatever it is, you have to want it. Sacrifice. Yeah, and you're going to have to sacrifice a lot. And it's not for the cases of being a martyr. It's for, you know, just laying on the grenade just because you're the guy to do it and have right. nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. It's because something comes out of that and something fruitful comes out of that. So 100% I am. I'm like, dude, this guy's got it going on. You know, he's got a wife. He's got a kid on the way. You know, he's a homeowner. And like, that's fucking awesome. Right. But like for me and where I am in my life, it, you know, I, I, I want all of those same things. It just it, it for me, it, it has to happen on like different timetables to yeah. where I'm like, cool, I needed to work on this. OK, wow, perfect. Dude. Now I have to switch my attention to this because and, and, you know, that's the thing that's very prominent in my life right now is is my relationship and my seriousness and that, you know, we've been together for a long time. And so, uh, you know, now it's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, business is maintained, spinning plate, still in the air. Cool, awesome, great. Let me hop over here because this is really important. And, and that's not to say that it took a, a secondary seat or anything like that. It's been prominent the whole time. I mean, that is the people in my life that influence me the most are the ones that are closest to me. So they're the reasons that all of this other stuff is possible. Um, but you know now then it, it kind of turns to like I need to give this more of my attention because this one thing's been bogging me down and I don't want 
I don't want anyone to feel like I can only be this attention deficit laser focused, you know, thing in this one direction. Like I still need to care for the other stuff, mm. you know, because a lot of times oh, that stuff is more important. You know, having the proper the proper group of people around you that are influencing you mm. is so important. You know, like I've learned so much from just being in my relationship of like. You know, she always pushes pushes me to do better. You know, she's like, you need a schedule. No, you need a better schedule. No, your schedule's still shit. Here, try this. And like, <laughs> try this on for a Hey, you should wake up early. Hey, you should eat better. I kind of don't want you to die. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's like putting positive things in me, not only positive thoughts, but when I take the recommendations of the people close to me and do those things and it makes it better, you know, like. I'm, I'm counting macros and shit right now. And before, I'd be like, that's stupid. You know, I don't want to do that. That seems so pointless. Like, I'm, you know, I'm young, got a metabolism. But I'm like, she's right. You know, I do want to live for a while because I have this responsibility now. And, and that can change for a lot of people. But for me, that responsibility is not only as a partner and a son and a peer and whatever. It's also as, you know, an employer and a means of, a means of, uh, finance and jobs for people too. Yeah. Um, and so it affects a lot of things. So I tend to be a little bit more risk adverse when it comes to things that are like, Hey man, you want to go out dirt biking this weekend? I'm like, no, probably not. I got, like, <laughs> I got a lot of shit on the line right now. Like there's a lot of people that count on me. Like I got to fucking prop this 10 up, dude. Yeah. Um, and, and so it changes, it changes like that. But I think that's pretty consistent. I would say at least in terms of looking at your life versus my life right now, where you're just like, dude, I got to hold it down. You know, I got to hold it down for my wife and my future kids mm-hmm. on the way, you know, like I, I got to make that happen. Well, and I mean, you're just so, I, I genuinely do believe that we were be at odds and would argue until our face turned blue. Cause I genuinely believe there's something in you that I don't got, you know, and maybe something in me that you don't got, you know? Um, at, but when I look at you and hear what you're saying, it's like, man, it's, it's not just about being the boss or the CEO, but you're so driven in this direction that I don't think I could be. Um, and maybe and maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I'll come come to find that. And it's so admirable, though, to hear you talk about it. And, and the way that you talk about your employees was like you carry that responsibility with you. You feel like you need to make sure on a daily basis that you're building this business so that they could be OK. I, I work for them. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's great, man. I mean, I know a lot of people that get into business and, you know, to be the boss is hopefully to be the person that uh, can kick back. Like for me, I want to work literally, Tyler, I swear to you, I want to work like 20 to 30 hours max. Mm-hmm. That would be ideal for you me. You that Tim Ferriss four hour work week Ooh, shit. <laughs> do, do I? You know what I mean? And I want to be at home and I want to be with my wife and I want to see my kid. Sure. You know what I mean? And sure. do those things. And that's really what's important to me right now. Like I can't. Um, bring myself to uh, idolizing the like when I meet people who are like hungry like you are hungry like you I bet you work uh, how many hours do you think you work a week all at the at the office and not at the office too. <laughs> you said you oh wake up God. at midnight and film videos I mean <laughs> yourself losing a sale sometimes I, I would say over a hundred hours a week you're a monster dude uh, I mean uh, you know people say I work 40 hours a week. I'm like, I remember my first part-time job. <laughs> but like, let me, let me back up though. Cause like, I think it all starts with one thing and it all starts with that negative thought. I can't do this. I can't be this way. It's not that you're not doing something right now. That's not desirable. It's totally desirable for you. Yeah. And I'm doing something that's totally desirable so, for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that passion is not the thing that's, that's non-existent. The passion is there. 
the drive is there. I mean, believe me, you have you and I both have enough of a reason to wake up every day and mm-hmm. do what we do. Yep. Um, but I think it's that negative thought, you know, because if I wake up every day and I'm like, I can't run a business, you know, I can't do this podcast, you know, then I'm probably going to psych myself out and I'm not going to do it. But if I get rid of the of the tortuous thinking, you know, then it completely removes that dialect. And the more I, 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 I the more I do it, the more I become comfortable with it. And it's just like anything. The more I practice it, the better off I am at it, the more it becomes habitual and so on and so forth. And sure enough, after 20 days, then it's like. Well, and you said you compartmentalize your fear as being a biological construct, right? Mm-hmm. You, you said, let me tell you what fear is. And you told me <laughs> what it biologically is. Yeah. But that doesn't change for some people how um, real it still is. Yeah. But yeah. for you, how have you walked through that? Mm, okay. So there's one practice that I use a lot with that. I'm and excited it, to hear it. <laughs> it's, a little, it's my little thing. I, I work get... 60 hours a week just on this. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just a little reminder. It's this little thing I tell myself all the time to realize that I'm small. Um, so, and you're going to be super disappointed after I say it. You're like, oh, I knew that. Um, but so I think about the, the grandioseness of the universe. And, and that's my driving force, right? Because when I think about, okay, I start with my problem. And if I'm really hung up on something, I'm like, man, this thing is just getting me. It's a thorn in my foot. And, you know, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm obsessive about it. Um, but then I start to, I, I kind of like zoom out. You know, I zoom out one level. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm me. I'm like, cool. Let me remember what that's like. Let me remember what being me is like. Like, it's, it's been all right thus far. And then I zoom out again. And it's just like, cool, part of Arizona. And, you know, and again and again and again until like, I get like way out of the, you know, the X of that and I kind of get more of a bigger scale and I'm like, dude, I'm on a planet that's like a big boulder piece of rock that's very unlikely that I'm going to be here rocketing around in a spiral helix motion, traveling through the universe to where my lifespan of a hundred years, maybe if I'm lucky, is going to exist over like this much of a span of the universe and for all those listening i have like an inch in my fingers right now yeah and and how long is that line it's very long right but to me it feels like forever right it feels like this moment is happening forever and this defines who i am but like in all reality it's not i just need to zoom out a little bit and 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 determine the likelihood of me being here feeling this and then it's like oh yeah (laughs) yeah that fear oh yeah my burger was made wrong okay (laughs) whatever (laughs) like you sure you don't want to send it back? No, it's fine. I'll eat it. <laughs> I'll be okay. And and that's that that underlying thing that 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 comforting feeling is just like, yeah, dude. Really, all odds are kind of stacked against me even being alive or humans being a thing or understanding English. So like, I'll be all right. <laughs> like I'll maintain. All things will be fine. And just kind of keep trucking to where it's like, okay, cool. Next, like next thing to crush. You know, put that in the bank and and put that you know, juice that through the CPU really quick and let's see how that process turns out. So you didn't even need us here pretty much for this podcast. <laughs> I did. Have, we could have napped through this and you'd have done great. No, I'm nothing without, without you know, the questions. I think that the stuff inside my mind is great, but like if I don't know that that's pertinent, yeah, then whatever, you know, or if, if I don't have the right people to talk with about that, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it means nothing. You know, I could get someone that would be here and they'd be like, Cool. So, how do you feel today? And yeah. I'd be like, "Ugh, fuck, yuck, get out of here, gross." Like, dude, hit me with some. So, real for stuff. the last question, I am <laughs> not going to be naked today. <laughs> no, I got question. So, how are you feeling? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no,
because I have dabbled in a lot of different um, motivational entrepreneurial podcasts, mm-hmm. and a lot of, a lot of the things that I'm hearing you say are. I don't know what's original and what's regurgitated. I know some of it's original and some of it is regurgitated. So what are some of the uh, staples that you listen to as far as people who have influenced you to have this determination and to have this mindset? I see. Okay. Yeah. So I've, I've, I've tried to do a fairly decent job at least not taking credit for someone else's work. work right. Yeah. So because um, that's one thing I'll, I'll, I'll try to never do. Um, but, uh, you know, it has influenced me to come up with these own ideologies and ideas. Um so uh, some of the people that I look at are people that just absolutely demolish shit. Like, you know, people that are way more ambitious than me, like, um, you know, the Grant Cardones of, of the universe. That's a YouTube channel that I follow and listen to all the time. You know, when I wake up and practice my thing of like waking up at four in the morning and taking my dog on a walk and smashing it out of the gym really quick. It's like, that's what I'm listening to. You know, I'm listening to people like that. I'm listening to people that bring the energy to the table. You know, I'm listening to the, the Gary V's and the, you know, every once in a while the Tony Robbins and the, all these different people and, and badasses. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of great people, but also like the people that approach it in a different manner, like the Chris Rudes of like the real estate world. That's what he kind of dabbles in, um, in terms of, I mean, he does mentorship and everything as well. Um, so those people influence me and, and, and it could be for a, like a variety of different reasons, you know, like the Brant Cardones are really good at like, that extreme ideology of like, I need to do this and do it all the time. And here's what my 10 X work schedule looks like. And it's boom, 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 pounded out all the time. And then I need to see the other people where it's like, dude, no, it's important to take that time for yourself because that's how you reflect on it and whatever. So, well, and I mean, for me, I could listen to that and it doesn't resonate. Mm. Like it doesn't resonate to the same. Like I have a very, um, existential, like, like crybaby sort of appeal like when people start talking about like human emotions and what they're feeling and how they're processing them that's what gets me and and the stuff that you're talking about like it's it's very um i mean you strike me as being militant and just like awesome you know what i mean and i know there's a human being with a ton of emotions in there but i think you not validating them to the extent that you'll let them be your detriment is what makes you like at least in this little bit of time that we've had together like you seem incredibly influential by the fact that you're not going to be crippled by an experience you're going to overcome that adversity now we're at an hour which is awesome you've crushed through thank you i mean i i will listen to this content again when i'm thinking about quitting my job and (laughs) you'll probably push me over the edge but i i would say um i would like for you Imagine our listeners, and our listeners are people who um, are human beings, maybe some like you, maybe some like me. So for them, what are you thinking that they need to hear today that maybe could help them acquire, because they're listening to you, right? And maybe if I was listening to you, um, which I have been, excuse me, I'm being dumb, but I'm like, okay, how do I get here? How do I get to this place? Where's the best place for me to start today? Mm. What do I need to do tomorrow to fulfill starting a business and waking up determined and overcoming my fears? Like, what can I do tomorrow morning to start that lifestyle that you're talking about? Mm. Okay. Oh man, so there's a lot of stuff I could touch on that, um, but I'll, I'll keep it to the basics of where I started with that because okay. I didn't always used to, you know, be someone that just eats and eats and eats and always hungry you know I used to be the guy that'd make a frozen pizza and lay on the couch 
Fuck, dude. He just described me, dude. <laughs> I literally wanted to DiGiorno and like barbecue chips right now, yeah. dude. Okay, yeah. so tell me how to stop, dude. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think writing your goals down for me was so important because it made it real. And I'd write it down more than once. I'd write it down every day. You know, I'd wake up in the morning, go to sleep at night, write down my goals. I'd see what they were. Sometimes they would change. Sometimes they'd be stuff for the day, for the week, for the year, for the month, whatever, like any anything. Um, start with something. Start with with uh, just having a direction to point the compass. Mm-hmm. You know, and then uh, the next thing is, um, I think really making a schedule for me helps a lot because I'm a fairly, even though it might not seem like it from you know a, an obs- an observer standpoint, but I'm a fairly disorganized person when it comes to my time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I live by that. You know, I, I don't do something in my life without that. And the more I'm a more the more I'm accountable for my time. And how I use it, the more useful it can be, the more impact I can make with the short time I have on this earth. So if I start feeling like it's borrowed more than it's in excess, that I, I tend to, to be a little bit more diligent about how I spend it. Um, the other thing is uh, with business, um, change your think about money. <laughs> change your think about it. Because uh, I, I hear people, they tell me all the time, you know, I. I drive this ridiculous truck, you know, to work seven days out of the week. And uh, I see people look at me like, wow, that's ridiculous. Why would you ever buy that? What a depreciating asset and whatever, whatever. And I'm like, bro, it's a write-off. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm like, that's one of my biggest write-offs that I have other than my payroll expense, you know, or my rent for the office. Like, that's huge. So it's changed the think on the money, you know. Everyone, oh, I want to buy this house and I want to you know, get a bunch of equity in my home and, and do all this stuff. But it's like, but you, you can't spend it now. Like, right. what are you doing with it? You're kind of at the mercy of somebody else's game here. You know, you and I were talking earlier about the mortgage game and the first time you saw an amateurization schedule and just got absolutely frustrated and disgusted. And it's just like, dude, someone here is is banking off of that, is banking off selling you that dream. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I just want, you know, I want to get there and I want to be a homeowner. Cool, that's great. Like, I do too. Like, I do too for... For the reasons of taking care of my family and having a dog, you know, having a yard where my dog can play, mm-hmm. like that's fine. But let's call it what it is. It's a house. It's not an investment. It's a house because right. I can way more multiply those funds, having them liquid and available, and employing them in certain areas by paying actual people to do work, so I can expand my hours. I only have, I mean, shit. I told you I worked a hundred hours in a week. But I only have that, like, about that in me. If I start to go anything over, that's going to be ridiculous. But in terms of, like, you know, every employee you bring on can add 40 hours to that. So it's changing your think on the time that you have available, too, where it's like, cool, I've maximized my influence because I've maximized my time. Therefore, I can do more things um, at the same point. Um, And that's really cool to where you can kind of, like, be like a magnifying – you ever hold, like, a magnifying glass and burn ants? You know? I never have. I'm not a monster. <laughs> Just me then. Okay, I'm the only monster here. Um, Chad has. I can tell by the look in his eyes, dude. <laughs> yeah. Hey. But it's just like that. You know, it's like you take a lot of people and you focus on one thing. And you just, you know, you can just destroy it versus having this broad sun ray that rushes upon everything. It gives me a little bit of warmth in my skin, you know? So it, it's changing the think on a lot of that stuff. Changing a think on savings, you know? Like, cool, you're planning for a rainy day great what kind of yield are you getting from your bank you know like and how often does it rain in phoenix (laughs) right right also a valid point but you know it's like cool that's like 0.03 percent you might get on your checking or savings account great did you know inflation is two to three percent a year right like 
and the cost of goods continues to rise all the time. So like, what is that actually doing? So I would encourage everybody to get in, into business. You know, you are a business. You can sell something. You sold me to be here today. Right. You know, like you, I, I sell my girlfriend that it's a wonderful idea for her to be with me every day. You know, I, I sometimes I sell my car if I'm low on gas. So we're going to make it to the next gas station. And somehow I do. <laughs> well, Tyler Jack, for the people. Tyler Jack's a man of the people. He's starting businesses. He's getting it done. No, but honestly, man, thank you so much for coming. I mean, you have uh, literally unleashed an arsenal for us. I hope that I meet you somewhere in the middle. I don't think I want what you got 100%. I don't want to work 100 hours, but maybe someday I will. But I would love a lot of the tenacity that you bring. I'd like to implement it into a lot of my life. I, I hope that our listeners enjoyed it as much. Chad, what do you got? Well, first off... I'm just like, I need to wake up earlier, and I already wake up early as fuck, and I'm already a pretty determined and disciplined person, but I want to be even more determined and even more disciplined, and I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm like, oh, I like to go do things on the weekends, and I'm like, you know what? I think I need to start working on the weekends. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be a bitch. I need to start staying up late, dude. Oh, my God. No, uh, I want to thank you, man. Um, You have blown me away, dude. Um, Any person I talk to, like you said, it's like I woke up, I got out of bed today, I got expectations, you know what I mean? Um, And not knowing you and only knowing your name and like having this expectation of how this was going to go. You came and just like completely destroyed that for me today, dude. And like you have been extremely influential in your experience today. And thank you so much for that, dude. Uh, what's up? I'm trying to come work with you, dude. Holler at me. <laughs> Show dude. me a check for seven hundred thousand. I've actually already talked to a b- couple of your employees, dude. So here we are. Here's the first interview, dude. We're just kidding, Gina. He's, he's coming to work this Monday. Don't, yeah, don't no, I'll, I'll be. I will be at my job, dude. I love my fucking job. It's dope as hell. Um, but yeah, man, thank you, dude, and thank you to all the all the fucking loyal members of the matriarchy out there, dude. We love you, man. We love you so much, dude. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share our videos on any platform man and don't forget dude butt out e6 20 percent off enter in that promo code last week out. love you guys thank you Mwah.